Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 30-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab a mat and we'll get started. Good <laughs> Meyer got in on that one. You know when the golden retriever shakes his head, you're in trouble. So take a few moments here to land, to make yourself comfortable in your body. Get breath in and out in a way that feels good. And then also to make that breath more rhythmic. It's a ujjayi if that's right for you, right? If not, no big deal. But if you can, breath drawn in by the muscles of your throat and pressed out through the muscles of the throat. With just enough effort, right? So you're not feeling any resistance from yourself but you are feeling a direction, an intention within yourself. And if we could sum up how we're supposed to be working in yoga, it's that, you feel there's intentionality, there's direction, but there's not force, you're not creating your own resistance. That is a delicate balance, which is why this tool of breath, and in particular ujjayi, with its definite sensation and sound, is so helpful in this practice of, of self-regulation, of self-harmonization. Whether you key into the sound more fully or the sensation or even a visualization of how this breath is moving, you have this as a true line to come back to whatever we're doing, whether it's low key hip openers or strong vinyasa. The breath will take on different qualities as our intensity of movement changes. But that quality will feel purposeful without feeling forceful. Next, exhale. You'll bring your knees together and into your chest. When you inhale, take the knees out like you were going to go for happy baby. And then when you exhale, just draw them back in, hug them tightly to your chest. Really simple movement out to the side on the inhale. Movement back in and hug tightly in as you exhale. Two more like that.
and then with knees hugged tightly in, pause nose to knees as well. We're gonna inhale, extend out long, feet toward the front, arms toward the back. You don't have to go very low with this, you might. You're gonna curl back in, knees into your chest, nose to knees, curl as tightly as you go. And then inhale, so here's a good practice on this inhale. You're reaching long, right? and it's not easy work. Right? You can calibrate it in your body today for how it allows you to breathe. So maybe I don't go the full extent to where I would go right on a, uh, on a bright and sunny Saturday morning. Uh, but maybe I tone this for Friday night. Where can I find... A vinyasa flow and ease of breath. There's still some purposeful warming up in here. One more breath out as you curl in. And then what extension of arms and legs allows you to breathe in? Keep your head and shoulders down this one. Knees into your chest. Give them a good hug. And one in each hand, and let the legs spin in opposite circles. And notice what's happened to the, the breathing rate, right? It went up as we increased our intensity. And that's probably as intense as it's going to get tonight. So there you go. And now, can you restore balance? Can you restore it back to something that's purposeful here? Often, what the human mind will do as soon as something hard is over, we check out. Is it possible to sustain more balanced effort? Release your feet to the mat, walk them out wide, pause there, and with a breath in and breath out, just survey the landscape of you. What do the soles of your feet feel like? What is the curve of your sacrum feel like? What do your arms do? How's your face? You will let your knees move side to side in windshield wipers. Purposeful and directed, even though these are easy, quote, easy. You can make these hard, by the way. If you really want every moment of this practice, to be utterly strengthening and, and to, to leave a, the practice feeling like you've done a lot of muscular work, you can. You don't have to. But can you approach this, which is sometimes just a, a lulling around, as purposeful action? One more round side to side. And then pause at center. And again, soles of your feet, pads of your toes, arches of the feet, front and back of the ankles, your shins, your knees, thigh bones through abdominals and rib cage, what's going on? 
And bring knees together, feet together, arms out to the side, and belly twisting pose. And again, this is one that can just be a lolling around. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with this Friday afternoon. And it can be really uh, centering, really clearing for mind and body. As you breathe in, take your knees to the side. As you breathe out, bring everything back to center. And it doesn't have to be hard physically for you to stay fully engaged and present. That being said, when you're fully engaged and present, you can make it as strengthening as you want it to be. Like you can imagine that you're holding a 15 pound weight between your knees. If you want, you can do that. Or you can imagine that you're just making yourself lighter with every round of this. You're rinsing away one more of the day's worries or cares. You can imagine anything you want. One more round through. Make your way back to center. And again, feet to floor, this time your knees together. And feel from soles of your feet up the insides of your shins to the insides of the upper legs. Maybe they're together, maybe not. Through the center line of your front body, to your throat, up into your head, which is a space in our body that we don't usually feel unless it's hurting. Do you have physical sensation there? You have proprioception. The mask of your face soften, let your inner ear relax. The awareness slide down the back of your neck through shoulder blades, not through your arms. And awareness to your hands. Let them uncurl without force. Breath in. Breath out. Next inhale, we're gonna take the arms up overhead, uh, reaching for the ceiling, actually not overhead. The hands are over shoulders. You're gonna lift the shoulder blades off the floor and press the back of your head into the mat. And for a lot of us, we're gonna need to reorient our head so that the gaze is straight up, the nose points straight up, and that you're not looking uh, back or uh, jutting the chin unnecessarily. Breathe in, reach up through ring and pinky fingertip on the outer edge of the arm reaching. Oh. Then you're gonna bring your hands together, palms touch. And press palms in toward one another, into each other if they can touch. If, if the arms don't touch, no big deal. But if your hands can touch, hands touch. And if your forearms come together, your elbows come together, that's great too. But if not, also great. Oh. You feel the strength of the arms pressing in, 
then lift up through middle fingertip, ring fingertip, pinky fingertip, elevate. We're going to bend the elbows, and we have that variation on eagle arms. Now lift up through your elbows, breath in, and then breath out, release the arms back to cactus at your sides, but hover them above the floor. Check in with back of your neck, gaze straight up. You can close your eyes, but your nose points straight up. The arms hovered above the floor. Reach toward your back wall. Let the shoulder blades come up around your ears. And then exhale, bring the arms down alongside the body and bring the elbows in toward your rib cage, just as much as, uh, as yours will go. So you get to a W shape. And then reach toward the back wall with your inhale, extend as you do, just firm in through the abdominals, same way you would in that abdominal uh, exercise where we reach, which is a little more mellow with the arms. Pulling the elbows in toward the side bodies, again, pull in through the abdominals so that you're starting to coordinate how you're working your arms and how you're working your core. A lot of times we'll stretch back like this, and the rib cage will want to lift, the abdominals want to give way. That's just normal. Bring awareness to it. Center yourself with the abdominals. Reach through the arms so the shoulders come up around the ears. So hug in, squeeze in. And then as you bring the arms back toward you and toward the side body, squeeze the shoulder blades down the back. One more time like this. Reach with the arms where they go. And then as you bring them in toward your body, you can hug elbows in toward the rib cage. Then allow the upper arm bones to come to the mat. Your hands fall to your center line. Have some breath here. The echoes of that through muscles around your shoulder blades, collarbones, tops of your shoulders, the front and back of your arms front and back of your hands. So you're breathing underneath the hand on your heart, possibly the hand on the navel. Bring knees in toward the chest, hug them in. I want to say hug them in good. I don't know why I want to say that, but hug them in good. Knees and knees and knees. Rock up and back and have a seated posture of your choice. I was talking to Aunt Becky earlier, um, so that's probably why I want to say hug them in good. Shoulder shrug. Up to Aunt, Aunt Becky. You haven't seen her in a while. She um, she's having her hip replaced, which is going to be great. It's going to be great when that is done few shoulder shrugs. And, uh, you can send your good thoughts to, to her. So the surgery's not for a little bit, but we're glad the issue got figured out. Now let your shoulder blades slide down and bring your chin towards your chest. Just gentle movement of your head side to side, little half circles.
as you're moving, I will, because I know some of you are, or at least Zoom friends with Aunt Becky. Uh, she is still super great in attitude and was helping me today plan our next uh, Good Shift program. So um, for those of you who didn't miss her, I think you'll see her soon. She just won't be bouncing around to the Rolling Stones for a while. Except in spirit. Always in spirit. Your right ear towards your right shoulder and then left arm down and away. So you're reaching down to the fingertips and really easy, but you can get through the lift to the center of your chest and the reaching down and out of the fingertips. There's a lot there. Then take right hand, and you're not gonna push down on your head. You're gonna take the right hand to the left side of the head and right above the ear, right at the temple, draw up. And it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to go up with this, just that muscle on the side of the neck. If you could, could from the temple, that muscle is a little longer without compressing the other side of the neck. That's why we're not pressing down. Slow release of this. Bring chin to chest. And as you do, heart up toward your face. And just going to pause with your hands on your legs or your knees. And feel the two sides of your body left and right without words needed or judgment needed. Just there's left and there's right. And there's front and there's back. And go to the other side with the head. So left ear towards your left shoulder. And there is a tendency for us to kind of lean the whole thing over. You'll stay at center. You'll lift the center of your chest. This is one of those things, one of the reasons why we do ab work in this particular practice things like this, to be able to hold true at center and reach down through the right hand, out through the fingertips. Then see what you can get by pulling the center of your chest up. And I always, (laughs) that we've been doing this one, I always point at my sternum, not just because I want you to do uh, the lift of the sternum, but actually touching it and lifting up into it. Right. Every time I do it, I realize that I have a little more to do. So if, uh, if you're helped out by that little bit of, kind of tactile feeling in your body, I just encourage you, like, bring the hand to sternum anytime you want to notice, am I sitting up straight? Am I, am I vertical in this? We'll take the hand then to the temple and right above the ear, the fingertips draw up. down through the fingertips of one hand and pulling up with the fingertips of the other. Maybe that's why I like this so much. It's like both sets of fingertips working in opposite directions, making space. Undo that slowly. Let your chin come back to center, hands to your legs. And again, you've got left and right sides. Then you also have front and back body. Breath into the full circumference of you. 
Exhaling breath out. I'm going to bring hands together. Take your thumbs to your forehead, and there's a little art to this. So let your head rest onto the hands. Feel that. Then, as we were before, hug your elbows in toward one another. They may or may not touch, probably won't touch, might not touch, but they're hugging in. Now you have this unified positioning of the arms, right? Heads resting on the hands, elbows are drawing in. You feel your upper back probably a lot. And then you're just going to lift the elbow points using the hands to align the head. Elbow still pressing in. You're feeling the muscles of your back. And as the head gets to the top of the spine, you're in the full upright positioning, but you didn't have to use neck or jaw muscles to get there. Take the arms out to the sides into those cactus shapes. Pull down, elbow points down to like a W shape. Through the top of your head. For most of us, we'll feel the back again and turn the back in a very different way here. Imagine and visualize shoulder blades like sliding doors pulled together. As we do that, sometimes the chest wants to go forward. Think about that tap to the sternum. Go up instead. Breath in. Breathe out. We're going to release the hands down. Out of the floor. Into overfold over the legs. Your head drop. If you need to make this more uh, opening by changing the positioning of your legs, do that. So we won't all have the same seated cross leg fold. Once you're in breathing, let the upper back go, soften. The rhythm of your breath, hear the sound. On inhale, walk your hands in, come up to seated, pause, press your sitting bones down up to the center of your chest. We're going to again bow the chin in. So when we bow the chin, is nodding, chin in. One of the best ways I've ever heard this described is like a queenly nod. So you can interpret that how you want, but I like that. Then hands together and thumbs to forehead. And then we'll do this again. So we, uh, we use this technique a lot, but to like everything in yoga, it's got its like, little component parts. Hug the elbows in, feel the engagement of the back. Lift the elbow point. So you're not moving from shoulders or neck or jaw. You're moving the arm bones from the back and the chest. Then when you feel that your head is stacked and it's just right place, arms out to the sides and the cactus, and now pull down. So we're taking the shoulder blades in the, these actions through their ranges of motion. And then releasing the arms, switch the cross of the legs. And you go to the other side, same style of cross, or uh, if you are like me, a slightly different cross that works for this leg, cross-legged seat, lift and bow forward.
back to steady rhythm of your breath. Inhale, walk up to your fingertips. And there's a way to do this too. You walk up to your fingertips, then pull back into your core body to elevate the fingertips off the floor, right? So that's an interesting the little transition that we never even talk about. When you come out of poses, go ahead and put your fingertips down. There's a way that when you come out of poses, you can just push yourself back up, right? We can all just go ahead. It's like, if I do it, I think like my granddad pushed me on a swing. Right? But you can push yourself up with momentum. It's not bad, it's not wrong, it's fine. You could, when you walk yourself in from something like that, be just as attentive to coming out of it as you are coming into it and use those core body muscles to just elegantly bring yourself back up. Why do I bring it up? Because y'all's practice has gotten so elevated. There are these little ways in which we can remember to pay attention. Coming over to hands and knees, cat cow. So you round and arch your spine. There's intricacies here too, if you want them, right? And how you use your hands to press into the floor, to pull the floor. Let's go with Bender's choice on that one, how you want to move. And, and this is practice it has infinite layers of ways that it can help your body and your mind. Just like that one, that really simple, like how do you come up out of a fold? Right. Over time, do that like, with your core body and it will strengthen your core body. You don't ever have another ab exercise if you move yourself with that much care. Around you know, in the cat and stay. And the other thing is it keeps the mind involved in places where it just won't stay involved if we do the same thing over and over again. Right? It's those, those everyday activities that kind of blur. You know, release this, come down to your forearms into cow pose. Pull your elbows back, pull your spine in, the tips of your ears up. Uh, it's really cool to be working with, with all of you. Uh, believe it or not, and some of you would not think this of yourself, but you've, you've reached an advanced state. Right? And advanced as evidenced by how long you've stuck with this practice, that you have knowledge and you have body awareness and we're able to do things now that we could never have done in a class setting years ago. One more breath in, pull your heart forward. And then when you breathe out, sit back to child's pose. You'll walk your hands over to your left and reach your right arm long. Here's evidence of the advancement of your practice. So you've got this child's pose with a side bend. Pull your fingertips into your mat or your floor, wherever you got your hand. 
We'll both and feel what's going on. Breathe in and breathe out. What do you feel up your arm through your side body? Now push your fingertips forward and feel what's going on. And then inhale, slowly walk yourself back to center. Child's pose. And I'm coming up to the screen because I want a feelings check. In that, did you feel a difference between pushing and pulling with your fingertips? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, you did, right? That's body awareness that I'm going to say that when each of us walked onto a yoga mat, we weren't paying any attention to whether you pull or push with your fingertips. Go ahead to the other side, walk your hands over, side bend. And then here, you're gonna walk the left arm a little further forward. And then just with the fingertip pads, without force, just pull the floor. Uh, yeah, the dog thinks you're doing his stuff. This is what dogs do. You ever see dogs like work the floor? There's dogs, they, they like pull at the floor, they push at the floor, right? This is, this is deep animalistic work here. And uh, switch the, the pull to a push. So this is advanced level yoga. The ability to turn on and off these different muscle groups by the way you're using your body. This correlates, by the way, directly to handstands that I'm not gonna make you do ever, but you could. But how do people learn to balance in handstands? By learning to activate things like this. Come on back to center. So definitely when you go to dinner tonight, just tell whoever it is you're dining with that you worked on handstands and yoga today. And kind of are going to, because we're gonna come up into down dog and just have a moment of arriving. You reach through thumb and first finger knuckle into the mat and you reach through ring and pinky fingertip out to the side. And those two actions enliven so much. Toggle back and forth between emphasis on inner edge and outer edge. Then go with both together. Like you have like both of the, the actions, inner and, and outer hand, working on the same dimmer switch. Right? Breath in, they're both equally lit up. Breath out, they stay lit up. Now lift your heels, start to just baby step your feet up toward the center of your mat. The weight's gonna change. Continue to do that action with your hands. So get about halfway up, lift your heels high, click the heels together, crouch low. And you're gonna walk your hands out into, uh, I don't know who came up with this, but sleepy crow. Um, I don't think crows sleep like this. But feet pressed together, reach your fingertips into the floor and pull. Fingertips press forward into the floor there. Your heightened awareness of this small, small action. Almost means to take on that cat cow 
sensation in the body. Slowly walk your hands in and where are we going with this whole, how you pick your hands up off the floor. Come up to, uh, you're on your fingertips, your hands crouch, our one balance pose of the evening. Take your fingertips off the floor. Yeah, you can bring hands to heart and do whatever you like with them. Then you're gonna slowly take yourself down to a seat and to your back. And as we began, sort of, knees out to the sides and catch your feet for half a baby or arms to the inside of the legs for the flight frog. And breathe. Make your way to Shavasana, unwinding, letting go. Everything will fall outward from center. So it's an experience of Shavasana, like your mat was slightly raised at its center line. Two sides of your body down away from center. Back side of your body heavy to the floor. One side of your body light to the air. Creating both the sensation of groundedness and lightness. You find that you're still Ujjayi breathing, cool. If you can, step back from that direction of breath and into a witnessing of breath, cool. We have some moments here at rest to practice experiencing your experience. Do you had an intention that got you to this path? You fulfilled that intention by staying to this moment. And even if that were the only good that occurred in this half hour, it's worth these moments of acknowledgement living in the good. When you're ready to come back 
Start by bringing your awareness outward through your body to your fingers and toes. And let them lightly move so there's no real disturbance. But there's, there's movement. And you'll roll to your right side, which if you prefer left, totally fine. But if you're on your right side, really simply, you'll take your left hand to the floor, press it down, and let that action start your rise to seated. See if you can move as little as possible. Right? Economy of movement, efficiency of movement, elegance of movement. As you sit, allow your body to take its shape in the most comfortable right, way for you, which is not necessarily doing the least, right? Not necessarily comfortable to slouch. Right? We don't need to be forceful in our lift, but there's comfortable breathing, comfort in the back of your neck, comfort for the muscles of your face and throat. And bring our hands together at heart center. Press palms into one another. Feel the activation through your arms to your upper back. You draw your elbows in towards center. Remember that elevating effect. Thumbs to forehead center. So this action is really quite strong. Hands from heart to head. Again, one of those movements that we do every day, a few times. That can be really powerful each time. And particularly the significance of this action. Taking from our heart to the eye of our mind, the things we want to offer up. That was great work, y'all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Super cool. That was way too much yoga. So if you want to give it back, feel free to teach me a class. Uh, you know, tomorrow afternoon at work. You can just dial in. See you soon. Good night, Carrie. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.